My ability to sense boundaries, those things that delineate, and limitations of my environment and self and others were affected by my upbringing. That neurodivergent only child toxicity mix of my home produced an experience of life that often has broader borders, personal and social, than other people dare to explore. I have had many experiences others might never happen upon. This cacophony of influences affected me young, quite young. One morning, getting ready for preschool, I took myself and the clothes my mother had laid out behind our sofa to dress, probably in an attempt to get away from some overstimulation, the smell of coffee brewing or noise of the morning TV. I discovered there that the underwear she had picked clashed with the shirt and skirt I had been given. So I did what any four or five year old would. I left them there. I arrived to preschool, sans panties, something I often do even today, and sometime during the morning of play I was found explaining why I had no panties on to a little boy who had noticed. The teacher, whose name was Mrs. Nice or something to that effect, took me to her car in the parking lot, put me inside, and left me there. I'm sure to isolate me from further exhibitionism until my mother could fetch me. Less than a year later, in kindergarten, she would be called to fetch me again for something else entirely. Throughout elementary school, recess was my favorite period, my favorite part of any school day. The time of day where we were free to do whatever play we wanted. With the other times of day the learning was structured, at recess we could do, learn, enjoy as we pleased. Whether it was a ball game or to improve upon our skills or a missed assignment or to eat or socialize, whatever it was we wished. One particular day, my kindergarten year, it was raining. A light drizzle, really. And our teacher told us that we would be staying inside for recess and being read a book instead. While I also loved reading books, it was recess time on my divergent brain schedule and I imagine I questioned her on the matter. The kindergarten classroom was basically on a cul-de-sac. From a central location, you could go into any of the classrooms for that grade each grade having their own hallway and cul-de-sac. She gathered us into the open area of our room, implored us to get comfortable, while she went to an adjacent room to get reading material. She was gone no extraordinary amount of time, I imagine, but she returned to her classroom in just enough time to see me pushing a chair out from the outside door and shutting it behind me. The classroom, otherwise empty. I had organized a walkout with all of my fellow kindergartners, dragging a chair over to the recess door, opening it, putting the chair in front of the door to keep it open. I apparently announced to my fellow classmates we were going outside for recess. I have no idea what else I did or said to elicit the rapid uprising, but I imagine others felt as strongly about recess as I did, and I can see how I might have leveraged the moments I had spoken with the teacher about the matter 
into an alternate plan to mere story time. I have little memory of this moment. It's a tale often retold to me by my mother, yet the consent displayed at my prompting by its crowd of children is something we likely have even less control of as adults. Consent, etymologically, a word meaning con, together, sentience, feeling together. Most of us are taught to curb our genuine feelings in order to feel as we're told to. The rest of our environments curb our other senses. Without these, we rely mostly on low-resolution inputs, repression, and fear responses. Some organizations even aim to elicit these states in us. My sensory experience has always been far too intense for those tactics, so feelings, mine and others, are an ocean I've learned to swim through every day. Having access to all of our senses, all that we feel, in order to make the best choices for ourselves and our communities and planet, is a right we would all benefit from consenting to. The first step, perhaps, for any upstanding resistance. Until next time.